Good morning. Good morning. If we don't examine how we got here, we'll be here again. If we broad brush, refuse to evaluate, contemplate, look back on where we came from, where we were, and where we are, and why we are what we are. We are going to be there again. And we are. So how did we get here? A preoccupation with location instead of generation. Location, location, location. Isn't that the answer in real estate? Real estate, where you really are, where You reside where you live, where you thrive, where you grow, where you expand, where you plant your roots, your estate. Is it real or is it superficial? Well, your estate isn't very real at all, is it? Oh, the paint is nice on the outside and the armoires and all of the finishings, the manicured landscape. But it's smoke and mirrors, right? Because really, is that all we have really cared about is the color of the doors, the lawn, the gated community we live behind, the walls, the pools, the stairs, the mattresses, the couches, the furniture. And let's not forget the price. How much did you pay for it? Wear that like a badge of honor because you can afford it. Status. Status. Not really concerned with what they are teaching at the school, but what school they attend. Not the curriculum, but the club. The name. You wonder why? Because it's the children. Isn't it always the children? You used to hear about your great Ku Klux Klan grandfather. (laughs) And now his great son, his great grandson is like he is. Does it skip a generation? Probably. Because it's swept underneath the rug. The broom and the rug. Listen to that episode. The broom and the rug. We didn't randomly arrive here. This didn't just arbitrarily happen again. It's because it's never dealt with, is it? Where it should be dealt with. No, because it's more important to think about the gospel of prosperity measured in, what did Jesus say? Lay not your treasures uh, up with rust. I mean, I'm sorry, with things that, that rust and moth and thieves can Steal and decay, but lay your treasures up in heaven. Don't put your treasure in these temporal, earthly things of matter that can lose value overnight on the stock market or the international exchange rate on that dollar or that euro, right? Don't trust in the home that can burn down in a fire because of PG&E, bad electrical wires, right? 
don't put your trust where you're located and that fine, fine area where the market is 1,000 plus. Why? Well, you might get an earthquake. And the values will go. Economic collapse. What are you going to do then? Jump off a building? Look at your wife and go, what do we do? What do we do? We've been married for 20 years, 30 years. What do we do? What we always have done. We'll do what we have done always. We'll do now what we did when we were in a one-bedroom apartment. Now that we're in a 10-bedroom house. What? Continue to trust in God. Continue not to be measured by the type of vehicle we drive, where we shop, where we eat, where we live. Look at the real estate of our lives as pertaining to our ideas, our ideas, our faith, our faith. That isn't where we attend some building. It's where we attend to ourselves in every building where we move through life. You have failed your children. Your children. You haven't really cared about your children. You have turned them over to be educated by propagandists. You haven't taken on that responsibility. The greatest treasure in your life are your children. The greatest commodity of immeasurable wealth and valuable, priceless, are the children. And you have relegated them to be raised and trained and primed by governments, organizations, corporations, spiritists. You have shirked your responsibility because by turning them over to be raised by propagandists, deceptors, liars, you were free to pursue your real passion. It wasn't your children. It was you. You, yourself. Getting that body whipped in shape, right? You got to chase your vitality for youth. Your wealth. Oh, I just want my children to have what I didn't have. Oh, don't worry. They will have what you didn't have. You didn't have good training. You didn't have a great father, apparently. You're going to make sure they have that, aren't you? What you didn't have was the right training. What are they going to have? Well, the same thing you didn't have. Because you are measuring it by the wrong stick. And then you wonder why. You look at the world and there are people every day having sons and daughters born to them. And you think what? They're just going to grow up on their own. And wake up and smell the roses and see the truth and see the light. Where is your guidance? Where is your counsel? 
you have taught them by what you allow them to watch on television, by the books you give them, by the people you surround them with. You have taught them what to value. They see who your friends are. They see who you hang around. They hear how you talk. And they have been programmed in the first five to seven years of their lives to know exactly what the biases, what the prejudices, what the cultural lines are, and how to look at people that are different than them, how to perceive them. They see where you go to church and you really don't hang around anyone, do you? Of other races, do you? The church. But let them leave that house and they come back with people, some of them, not quite like you, don't they? Can't believe they're dating that racial ethnic group, that person from a different religion or sexual persuasion or political. <laughs> wow. I just can't believe. Well, they wanted to break out, didn't they? Because they really felt something was missing. My mom, my dad, they're dinosaurs. Why? Did they perceive you that way? Something in them said we should love deeper. We should love more. We don't know what it is. Maybe it's this. We should experience more. Maybe religion was too religious and not relational. Maybe they saw it as something outside, but never inside. It wasn't really practice in the home. It was something you did over there in somebody else's religious home building. They didn't see authenticity. You did not earn their respect or their admiration. So they don't grow up going, I want to be like my father. I want to please my father. I want to make him proud. No, because there was probably a bad father or no father. And if that father did not value his father, his maker, you won't. The likelihood that you will, no, you won't. You'll value business and money and all the things you shouldn't. You won't know how to speak to your wife because he didn't speak right to his. You won't know how to relate to your children because he didn't really relate to his. You've lost your way. And now you're going to raise your children like that, aren't you? Well, another march, another protest. It won't do anything. Smoke and mirrors. Until you realize it's not the cops or the politicians, the priests or the pastors, it's you. Father.